Welcome back to the Coach Killers podcast for episode 14. My name's Stefan. I'm here with Nick. Nick, how's your week been, mate? It's been good, mate. It's been really good. You know, Why are you very quiet, mate? What, what, what's Not happened? quiet at all. <laughs> Not quiet at all. I think um, we better kick this episode off. Yeah, we've got a lot to go through this week. All right, so let's kick it off, as usual, with our Coach Killer of the Week. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Drum roll, please. And our Coach Killer of the Week is... Inter Milan. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, so why are they our coach killer, Stefan? Kick it off. Absolute garbage, mate. I thought that from last week's performance they would improve. Um, I watched the match. They had a terrific first half. They went up 2-0, and then all of a sudden in the second half they got sluggish. They became really uh, slow, very poor with the ball. The game finished 2-2. I could not believe it. Yeah, they had a lot of hype surrounding them in the preseason. You know, which now they've completely lost, and um, I don't think they're going to challenge Juventus. Yeah, me neither. I had them up there, you know, to challenge, but um, yeah, I got tra- uh, trapped into that into thinking that way as well. So yeah, um, you're very easily persuaded. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> Just correct. like your Arsenal comment. <laughs> but um, you know, Spalletti uh, appeared very frustrated on the sideline with his team. You know, not dealing with the long balls uh, that Torino were constantly bombarding. Bombarding, um, huh? Bombarding. <laughs> bombarding. <laughs> Yeah, I think Inter lacked a lot of belief um, and conviction in their passing. You know, at stages in the second half, they lost just the direction of where they were passing and they didn't play with each other very well, which is a massive worry for our Inter Milan supporters out there. Uh, there was something Spalletti said. Can you Do you remember what that was? Yeah, so after the game, he actually did a... Pre- at the presser, he said, um, winning every game becomes, frankly, tough considering where we're coming from. When When he said that, I was like... What the hell are you on about? You're into Milan. You made yeah, all exactly. these signings, spent all this money to try and compete. Mate, you lost to Sassuolo. You drew to Torino at home. Yeah, These guys That's are right. absolutely pathetic. Well, he also said it's difficult to explain how we conceded those goals, but clearly the reality is that the team is struggling with pressure. Yeah, what pressure? Is that the pressure of competing with Juventus or the pressure that Inter Milan need to climb back into the four, which they did last season? You know, what, what's the pressure? I don't get it. Um... I think they've lost their winning culture, mate. It's been so long. Yeah, I think, uh, look, to me, ever since Mourinho left, they were never the same team. Mate. I just He's just under pressure and his comments prove it pretty much. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, uh, you know, you've signed everyone and you've made you've got one point on the board after two games already, you know, and you know this Juventus team's too hard to beat and yeah. you need every point you can get if you want to compete. You're, exactly. That's it. It's over for them. It's, that's right. Well, you know, he might think that Conte or Ranieri uh, might be he needs to turn waiting, it around. For, waiting for the, yes. that position. I agree. He needs to turn around. They're both available and ready to step in. So, Luciano Spalletti, mate, if you ever get to listen to this, you are an absolute hack. <laughs> well, and that's why Inter is our coach killer of the week. But, um, yeah, let's move on to our game of the week. Oh, you beauty! What a headshot! What a headshot! That's right, and our game of the week was Napoli versus AC Milan. Uh, what a game it was as well. You know, it was pretty good to watch, you know, finish 3-2. Uh, AC Milan, you know, started the game terrifically uh, with the goal from Bonaventura. Yeah, the outside of the boot volley. Yeah. Fantastic finish, Awesome mate. goal. Um, 
And, yeah, they went up 2-0, looked in control, and then what happened? They just fell asleep, mate. And, you know, it was pretty amusing to see Gattuso was absolutely losing his mind on the sideline, mate. He you know, was, it yeah. was the master against the apprentice, Ancelotti against Gattuso, all well, that success together. Speaking of Gattuso, um, first let's say Bakayoko made his AC Milan debut, you know, and then after the game, Gattuso... Hit him up he pretty hard. To him, didn't he? he? He pretty much said, you know, uh, Bakayoko has to learn how to get the ball. Uh, we must work correctly. It was. Uh, it will not be easy. One week is not enough to remove the defects of a player. I would have preferred to be managing older, more experienced club players. Absolutely brutal there. Mate, that's a stupid comment to make, in all honesty. He's ripped him. That whole team was rubbish in the second half. Not they just Bakayoko. It's got nothing to do with him. So I think Gattuso's still learning as a manager, clearly. You can't make comments like that and single out players in the media. You well, do how that would in you feel, mate, if that was oh, you? If I was Tiemi Bakayoko, I wouldn't want to play face in my line. Yeah, that's that's pretty harsh, mate. Straight up, especially after one game, you know. Um, it's crazy. But Napoli scored three goals in 40 minutes. Um, Zielinski was absolutely amazing, two yeah. goals. And they were rippers, by the way. Absolute they were. crackings. They were. Um you know, Napoli had 24 shots, AC Milan only had eight, so they, they pretty much dominated. Yeah, in the half second half, half they picked up the speed. Ancelotti just they fired them up. Um, it, all in all, it was a good game, though. But, yeah. um, you know, Gattuso, you got to calm down, mate. Too much. <laughs> too much too, expectation. Jumping the ball really quickly. Yeah. Uh, jumping off him, you know, he's, he's young. He'll get there, I reckon. And I don't think making comments like that's going to help his mental capacity, especially yeah, exactly. with the fact that they're struggling. There's something you know. to monitor during the season and see how else Gattuso reacts to players that don't perform as well as he would have he He's would a like. fiery temper, mate, so I wouldn't yeah. want to catch him on a bad day. That's <laughs> Maybe he sure. can be the coach killer of the week. So. <laughs> Hopefully next week. <laughs> uh, but transfer news, what do we got? Yeah, a um, couple of things that hit both for me at home anyway. Um, Kevin Strootman leaves AS Roma for Marseille. I think everyone's jumping ship, mate. Strootman's gone. Nine Golan's gone. Well, apparently, um, Kevin Strootman went for to the airport for the medical. Didn't say nothing for the fans, nothing at all, because Marseille just doubled his wages. Yeah. Why would you double the wages of a guy that's had two reoccurring knee injuries and was out? Come on, on you can't you years. can't say he hasn't been a gun for your. No, he has, but as well, you know, that's a silly move from Marseille. I reckon. I think they they, paid just, all that they, money need, they know they need to strengthen if they want to do anything because, you know, PSG is running away with it. I don't think they're going to do anything, though. That's the thing. Um, but some more news closer to home. Yes, CM Dion signed for Sydney FC. Yeah, that's a big deal. Um, he played at Newcastle United and Ajax previously. Yeah, he was a Dutch international as well. Um, um, you know, it's a great marquee signing for uh, Sydney FC. It'd be good to watch him up against his former teammate, <laughs> yeah. Stephen Taylor, the top yeah, man. When, when they play uh, Wellington, um, you know, do you think it's as big as the Honda signing or do you reckon Melbourne Victory have done better? No, I think Melbourne Victory have done better. KSK Honda's massive. Um, yeah. Whereas CM Dion, I mean, he's a he's a gun player if you know the world of football, but Honda yeah. breaches out beyond football. So Yeah. Well, hopefully we can get Dion on, on yes. the podcast. We'll so see. Time we'll will see tell. how that goes. But, um, Something else that happened during the week? Yes, uh, we interviewed and had a chat with Andrew Naboot all the way from Japan this yeah, week. Yeah, we got to sit down with him, and this is how our interview went. Ladies and gentlemen, our special guest this week won the A-League title with Melbourne Victory and recently represented the Socceroos at the 2018 FIFA World Cup. Please welcome Andrew Naboot. How are you going, Andrew? It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. 
no problem. Um, so let's just kick off uh, our interview and ask, when did you actually like wake up and say, I want to become a professional footballer? Um, well, I think it was probably when I was about, um, you know, about 13 or 14 when I, you know, I, I sat down with one of my coaches and, you know, he really, he told me that, you know, you got, you got something special and I think you can go all the way. And that's when, um, that's when it kind of opened my eyes and, you know, since then I haven't, I haven't really looked back. I've just been working towards being a pro yeah. and, um, awesome, you know, came yeah. through, so took a lot of hard work, though. Awesome, awesome. Andrew, look, you played for Sunshine, George Cross, Green Gully, Moreland Zebras and Heidelberg. I mean, you're a rare player in the fact that you're one of the only players to play at the elite level from the FFV system. How did you do it and make it to the elite? Um, well, funny enough, I'm actually you know, in the process of writing everything, you know, pretty much writing my own my own story as it, as it happens. But, um, you know, awesome. in that I mentioned that, it was, you know, it, I, I kind of did it the hard way. I mean, a lot of players went through the the, the representative teams. The, yeah. Um, when, when it was back then, the AIS, AIS, and, and the kind of um, state level, the state team representative teams, and I never went through any of that, which, um, you know, I think helped me a little bit because I think um, in, in those teams, there's, there's a lot of technical work, that, yeah. um, which I think I learned. You know, I learned a lot in the in the NPL going through the the what was it called back then? Yeah, you know, the NPL, the VPL. Yeah, um, I learned a lot yeah. of it in that. I kind of learned the hard way, so um, it helped me going into the pro system. And you know, I got noticed when I was you know about eighteen by by Victory and Melbourne City for trial for the youth team, and you know, I chose Victory. Yeah, I can't, and, can't um, imagine what it felt like to getting called up by Victory though. To, yeah, you know, the first time. Yeah, it was unreal. Like, you know, I, you know, at that point I was 18. I thought maybe, you know, maybe it was over because I, I knew a lot of the, the young boys at Victory going into the youth team were going in at 14, 15, 16 straight from the VIS and the AIS. So mm. I thought my time was, you know, up and, and they called me and it was, you know, it was unreal considering I only had, you know, when I actually went on trial, it was the last year that I could have played youth. So it was okay. good for me and, um, now have a look back. Very interesting, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, during the week, we put up a, a post on our Instagram, you know, asking our listeners and fans um, to put up some questions that, you know, they wanted to ask you. And we've got one here uh, from that journo Bilal, and he asks, do you have any intention of making a move to Europe in the next couple of years, or will you want to stay in Asia? Look, I'm, I'm happy where I am in Japan. I'm, I'm you know, I'm at the biggest club in Asia, so... Um, you know, the club as as a whole is, is amazing, and I'm I'm really happy as well with the way they've treated me, especially now that I'm injured. You know, they've been they've been amazing. So, um, you know, I, I played in Asia before. I love playing here, at, uh, especially in Japan. It's a good league, and you know, I mean, whatever the future holds, you know, I'm not sure. I'm just taking it one day at a time, and you know, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, it's nice to to be recognised as a player that's played in Europe and. Is that one of your goals, though, to, you know, go and play in the big leagues of Europe? Or not saying that the J-League yeah, isn't be, big, um, but you know what I mean? <laughs> to play at the highest league in, in the world, which is, you know, obviously in the European countries, the five top leagues is, 
you know, an amazing achievement. But, you know, at the moment, I'm, I'm happy where I am and, you know, we'll awesome see what stuff. happens in the future. But, yeah, that's football, I guess you don't really know what comes next. Yeah, yeah true, true. Look, Andrew, I clearly remember when you um, turned the game on its head for Melbourne Victory against Sydney FC, obviously coming off the bench, and you scored those two amazing goals, and you won Melbourne Victory the game. You know, how did you feel to have such an impact in that small amount of time? Like, what did you feel? Well, yeah, obviously I felt unreal. I mean, the, the week before that, I kind of I came off the bench against Wellington, and I didn't yeah. really make an impact. And at the time, Andrew was the coach, and, and he told me, look, you know, I can't, I can't afford to put you on the pitch if you're not going to make an impact. I may as well just keep you on the bench. So if I'm going to put you on the next game, I need to, you know, come on and make a difference. And you know, that really stuck with me. And I went on and, and scored two goals, which um, you know ended up winning off the game. So you know, I really took that advice and, and ran with it. And you know, I've, I've taken yeah. that everywhere. You know, no matter what what minute I come on the pitch, I you know I'm looking to make a difference. So yeah. Um, yeah. It was really good advice, and, and you know, that's why Andrew's, you know, the, the coach that he is. Yeah, um, good point there. Um, just you know, so you've played in Mel- at Melbourne Victory, you've played, you know, um, for the Newcastle Jets as well. How would you say what, what is the difference, you know, playing in the J League? Like how how far apart is the J League from the A League? You know, in terms of quality. Um, well, you know, the to the technical levels, you know, on a different level here, yeah, it's, it's unreal, you know. At any point, you think you're going to press a man and win the ball, but then they, you know, play a one-two around you and you haven't even seen them. So, you know, they're real nippy, they're real technical players, and, and just the speed of it is just a lot quicker. You know, they just pop it around one touch, and you know, it's, it's like it's nothing to them. Their technical ability scary. So, um, that's the biggest difference. I mean, physicality-wise, Australia's you know one of the one of the highest physical um, levels in the world. You know. Players are, are really, really fit, really physical, and um, extremely good. So that that's a big difference. But you know, technically and and the speed of the game is is on a different level here. Well, what about the actual your your life? You know, living in Australia would be completely different to living in Japan. Yeah, yeah. How, how do you how do you bridge that gap? You know, um, you got to love a lot of Japanese food, I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> it was a bit difficult when I first came here, but um. You know, I've, I've lived away from home for the majority of my career. You know, other than victory, I've I've pretty much lived away from home. I played in Malaysia for a year. I played in Utah yeah. for two years, and I'm now in Japan. So I'm used to living away from home. And you know, I mean, coming to to Japan, it's you know the cleanest country I've ever I've ever been in, and and the people are so respectful. And yeah, I hear that a lot. It's um, you know, it's. It's easy to live here. They make it so easy, and you know I've got translators everywhere. So, you know, <laughs> nice. and they're football mad, right? On the pitch, what's that? They're football mad. Like you know, you get a lot of supporters down at the games. Yeah, we we have forty thousand to every game. So, wow, yeah, that's amazing. Um, it's and that's and that's just for a regular game. If it's a, a big game, you know, the stadium's pretty full, and it'll be close to 60,000. 60, wow, yeah, that's amazing. That's that's awesome. Yeah. I can't imagine what that feels like. No. I can't even imagine what it feels like, you know, playing in a World Cup. You know, how how awesome was that experience for you? You know, uh, it was unfortunate that you got injured. Um, you know what I mean. But do you think, you know, we could have gone further than we did if you were around? You know, well, I wouldn't say if I was around. I think we definitely could have got you know results um, in the games that we didn't. Um, I think against France. We were, 
you know, very unlucky. I, I think we at least deserved the draw. We, you know, we held them um, for the majority of the game, and and you know, but being the team that they are, and, and obviously they went on to win it. It was, um, yeah. you know, they can score at any point of the game as soon as they turn it on. It's dangerous for anyone, but especially the Denmark game, I feel like we could have got a result there, and um, and we didn't, which was unfortunate. But yeah, it was an amazing experience. Obviously, every every young player or every player in general, was, I mean, dreams of playing at a World Cup and yeah, to start two games at the World Cup yeah. and play against who ended up being the winners. Um, you know, it was an amazing experience, and you know, one you know, I can look back on at the end of my career and say that was. Definitely a big goal that I picked up and, and something that I can share with my kids. Yeah, and, um, hopefully one day exactly. in the future. Um, so, you know, you got to play against France in the first game. When you were lining up in the tunnel, did did anyone say anything to you? Did you get anything from Paul Pogba or Griezmann? <laughs> yeah. Nah. Nah? I'd be surprised if they even knew who I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come oh, come on, on mate. <laughs> You know, or did it's anything not, happen uh, in the in the tunnel? Like, do you you know try and psych each other out or anything like that? No, nah, not really, man. Like, especially that first game against France. Obviously, it was, it was my first game at a World Cup against you know at that time we were the favourites to win, win the whole tournament. And, and um, you played well as well. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, I did all right. <laughs> I just went. <laughs> no, you played so, well, mate. No, nah, but look, at the end of the day. You know, I just tried to go out there with a smile on my face and, and enjoy it. I, I felt like, if, you know, if I really tried to psych myself up, I'd lose focus of, yeah. you know, enjoying it and, and actually taking in everything because it's not often that you get to play the World Cup. So I just went out there with a smile on my face and, and tried to enjoy it and just do my job as, as much as I could. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Look, moving on from the World Cup, Andrew, I'm not sure if I'm right in saying this, so tell me if I'm right or not. I remember in high school, quote me if I'm wrong, you're a mad Liverpool fan. Am I right? I am, yes. Yes. Um, I just want to know, look, us as football fans can only dream of this scenario. What was it like to line up against Liverpool at the MCG in front of 90,000 people on a Wednesday night? Oh, yeah, that was, that was another amazing moment. Yeah. Was, um, yeah. You know, it was unreal when even Gerard after the game came out and said that, that you've never heard, you know, that thing being saying like that. And, um, you know, it was a different level to play against those players. So yeah. Gerard, yeah, and um, playing against your idols, you know, right? Like... Kind of, exactly. They're the, they're the players that I grew up watching and, and the players that I idolised. You know, it was, it was unreal, honestly. I, you know, no one can describe it. It was just... It was out of Do you still follow them regularly? Like... Are you still, you know, following the EPL, following Liverpool? Yeah, as much as I can, yeah. Um, obviously, it's a, it's a bit difficult because the games are on, you know, um, in the middle of the night sometimes and <laughs> it's a bit tough. But, um, no, I try to follow as much as I can and usually at training in the morning they have the highlights on and, you know, I love well, kind of keeping that set as much as I can. But, you know, my focus is here in the J-League at the moment. How do you think Liverpool will go this season? I think they'll, you know, for me, I think they'll go one better this year. I mean, they've got the players, they've got the, the right, you know, direction. Yeah. They've got a really good coach that's obviously yeah. putting them on a good path. And I think, you know, I think they can go one better this year. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Mate, and moving on from, you know, all your past experiences and the World Cup, I mean, currently you're in the J-League in Japan, which is an awesome league to be playing in. You know, what are your expectations for Eurowa, you know? What's the goal? You know, my goal at the moment is to be... Be back fully fit playing again. Obviously, you know my yeah. shoulder surgery. I'm 
still a few months off playing, but I, I think you know my main goal now is to, to be as, as fit and as strong as possible for the time that I return, and to be ready to you know help my team progress up the ladder. Obviously, we're we're about mid-table at the moment, and yeah. you know my goal is to, to get up a table as soon as I get back, and and you know another big goal is, is for me to be ready for Asian Cup, whether chosen or not. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know How... I want to put myself in contention. Um, you know, it's my job to get ready for it. How are you tracking with your injury? Um, you know, is everything on track uh, with your recovery? Yeah, it's good. I mean, I'm I'm feeling really strong, really stable, and and really fit. So, you know, I'm, I'm getting there step by step. Obviously, it's a it's a long, grueling process, but it has to be done. And um, you know, I'm I'm just looking forward to coming back and playing. And you know, I look out on that pitch every day and, and wish I was out there. But you know, it is what it is. Football is. Um, is a rough game sometimes, and, and you have to deal with injury, and you know that's that's the part a lot of people um, forget. That, yeah, you know, but that's why I chose this. It's rewarding, but it's it's tough at the same time. But no, nah, my my goal is um, hopefully in a well, not hopefully I'll, I'll be back in a few months. I'll yeah, you fine. will, mate. Better back, better than ever. That's it. <laughs> We're just on that, mate. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate you giving up your time all the way from Japan. You know, it's great to see a local boy from Victoria, you know, um, make it to the top, and you certainly have done everyone proud, mate. I'm sure there are plenty more World Cups still to come and plenty more trophies that are going to be in your cabinet, mate. So thanks again, and all the best for the upcoming season, mate. All the best. Thank you very much. You're absolute professional and um, a very humble person, so we really appreciate that, Andrew. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. And um, hopefully we can have you on during the season and check in on your progress in Japan and see how things are going. It'll be my pleasure. Thanks, mate. It'll be my pleasure. All the best, bud. Wish you well. And good luck with the recovery, mate. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, absolute fantastic interview there with Andrew Naboot. So really top-class player, very humble, you know, and we thank him for his time all the way from Japan, mind you. Yeah, and, um, you know, we found out that he's writing a book about his story on how he got to uh, being an elite player that he is, you know. You went to high school with him, didn't you, Stefan? Is he going to mention you? No. <laughs> Is he going to no, give you a little mention there? No Did you chance. do anything for him back nah, then? Nah, mate, no. <laughs> but, you know, still, like, he remembered you and whatever, and he gave us the interview, so very no, humble top, person. Top, honestly. Best of luck with, with all the recovery, yeah. Andrew, and, um, you know, we hope to have you on again. And see you in the Socceroos smacking in the goals, Yeah, mate. that's it. Moving on, let's talk about the English Premier League. Um, yeah. We'll kick it off with what happened this morning, the yeah. absolute shambles. Do you want to start? Uh, not really shambles, mate. Um, a lot better display than what we had against Brighton last week. Uh, we outplayed them. We killed them all over the pitch, <laughs> except for it counts uh, on the goals. Um, Thank you. <laughs> but that's fine. You know, everyone has their off days. I um, agree. That's it's true. good that we're getting them out early now, and then we can dominate the rest of the season. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So not much else really to say on there. We we played. Where's the problem? Ex- Where's extreme- the problem? The problem was the finishing today, mate, and that's it. But to say you know, the team plays well we, after losing, we played absolutely <laughs> amazing game. Except we just couldn't take out chances. Like we out, we had the ball more, we had more chances. But the little chances that they had, they got their first corner in the 50th minute and scored a goal. You know what? What can you do about that? You know what I mean? We defended well for the first 50 minutes, and then you give up a corner and they score. Just unlucky, and that that's it. So you know. 
Moving As I said, ap- apart from the game, I just want your opinion because you're such a dedicated fan yeah. to Manchester United. <laughs> What's your question? Um, apart from the match, you know, which you said you won and you're really happy with the performance losing 3-0 and you're wrapped with that, which is ridiculous. I'm not, I'm not wrapped with um, that. Obviously, I wanted them to win, but it was 100 times better than how we played. We actually showed something. All right, you might improve in a few weeks. Who knows? We got, we got, we're getting these crap results out now and then the rest of the season is going to be domination. You watch. It's going to be more right than Arsenal winning the Premier League. Hope you're right for your sake, mate. Um, (laughs) Well, Belgium um, not making out of the group. (laughs) Sorry to bring up old stuff. That's all right. And just Just to prove my point, you know. Just like I said, Croatia and England would go far, uh, and they both made the semi final. That's right. (laughs) I can see Arsenal's going to win the title. They'll make the four. But um, (laughs) I want to know after in the press conference, Mourinho with his comments. You know how he is when shit hits the fan. And, you know, he starts to clutch at straws pretty much. Well, how is he clutching uh, at straws? You know, what he's was starting straw? to say that he won. That he's the, the best manager? He's saying he is he's the, the best, best manager. manager. He's not the best manager. Who's right? better than him? Give he's me one manager that's better Currently right now, it's Pep Guardiola. Man. How is Guardiola better than Mourinho? He mauled him last season. We're talking man. overall. Yeah, but Guardiola's got two Champions Leagues. Mourinho's got two Champions Leagues. That's right, and he's got three Premier Leagues. How many does Guardiola have? Just one. the one. That's all that's right. That's right. So he's but not the, better the than The big point is, the but big point not. is, hang on, no, no, all right, that's your opinion. But, but that's right Right is, now, we're talking right now. Not, yeah, right now, Pep Guardiola is a better manager than him. That is right not. now. He right is. now, if we go Mourinho. by Hang on, if you go by statistics, right, on all yeah. the managers, then it's going to be Sir Alex Ferguson and Carlo Ancelotti that are the best managers. Fergie's out we're, of the job and Ancelotti's coaching Napoli we're now. Talk, no, we're, we're talking, talking about current Premier League, League managers. Right. It's Pep current. Guardiola. It's, it's Pep not. Guardiola. It, it can't is. be because he's not the most successful manager in the league. It's Mourinho. He's got more success titles. in history or are you talking... In, in their career, in their own career. So, so in so history, overall. you're not talking right now, present day. Well, present day, present day, neither team has won anything this year. So, hang on a sec. What? Present day, I'm going off what, the back of last season. They've won two games. Season. We've won one game. Is that present what you're basing day, it on? No, I'm going off last <laughs> like, season, right? Yeah. Pep Guardiola is the best manager in the Premier League, and he still is until someone can beat him. He's not. He he can't. He's. Well, that's you even said it yourself that he's overrated. All right. He's a bit overrated, but the sad fact <laughs> like, is that a guy like Jose Mourinho is catching him for points. He's trying to catch up to him already. That's the sad that's fact fine. of the matter. Every team and, will go and look at and look at Man City anyway against Wolves. They of course points. they slipped up. It's going to be tight this year. It happens, but of course it happens. I'm not saying it's That's not it. going to happen. But what I want to know is right, just because he won the three Premier Leagues with the other teams when he was, I'd say, a better manager, right? At managing, how can you a become team. a worse manager? No, you can't become a worse manager. But what I mean is, he was better at managing. Mid tier teams. We know Manchester United. But he, he managed Chelsea. Chelsea's in the Chelsea mid-tier weren't team. much of a, a massive but powerhouse. But the second time of he came around. The second time he came around and he won it again. They're more established. They're a bigger team, right? So they're not a mid table team. I'm then. Saying is, so what are you at saying? That stage, <laughs> yeah, at that stage, listen to me, right? Okay. He, he goes to Porto, right? Wins the Champions League with Porto. That's Ridiculous. Right. He doesn't right? go to Barcelona and win the Champions League. He doesn't go to uh, Bayern your, Munich and win the Champions League. He doesn't go point, to. Man City, and just win the Premier League. But this is my point. This is the point I'm getting at. This is over, what, nearly 20 years ago now. So, Porto. Then he goes to Chelsea, who at that stage aren't travelling mm-hmm. very well, right? Wins in the Premier League, which is a great achievement. Leaves, goes to Real Madrid, wins the league. Anyway, we, I'm going to cut you off because you're rambling you on. No, no, hang on. We'll talk about this later because we've got a no. fan talk question in regards to this. So we'll, oh, we do. We'll, That's we'll discuss right. this Fantastic. later um, But, yeah, so Wolves, again, you know... You know, they're as good as Man City since they drew with them, you know, according to your logic. Um, no, Wolves is on the same it. level. 
you know, since Tottenham's better than Manchester United. That's not what I'm saying. All right, because they do. You misread me wrong. You're just an angry Man United fan. That's all it is. <laughs> well, Tottenham's better than United because they're better. So that means currently, yes, Tottenham is better than. So United. then, Man City is the same as Wolves because they drew. No. Based on Man, the game. Because Man City didn't lose, unlike you guys. But they drew, so they're the same. They're equal footing. No. That's what draw means. No. It's equal. I don't call equal footing a handball going in from Wolverhampton. Hey, bring in VAR. What, what we've been saying for ages. That's you the know, Premier League, mate. They're a bit behind. Lack of standard in the refs. Uh, it's just they... I don't know why they haven't brought in. No, no idea. Anyway, back but, to the game. Manchester City... A lot of chances, didn't get up in the end. That's right. Finished 1-1. So, apparently on my logic, yeah, they're the same. <laughs> Man City and Wolves are the same. Yeah, so Wolves is now yeah. a contender, according That's it. to you. Wolves will make the four. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, was, it just shows that the, it's wide open anyway. Like, anyone can win it. Well, I'll tell you what, if, if it wasn't for that handball, it would be a bit of a, or, you know, a oh, bit of a catch-up already. For the other teams, such as well, your Man it's U, not like Wolves uh, only Arsenal. had the one shot and they scored it. They had a lot of opportunity. And so did Manchester They put one City. away as well. That was called offside, rightfully. They rightfully, sp- so yeah. you can't say. But that I'm saying they, away. the way they played, they outplayed. Hey, they City probably deserved their more. Own they game, probably really. deserved more. But in the end, the ladder reads what it reads. The game finished the draw. Yeah, that's, and that's fair enough. That's it. Maybe they were just on the day. A, Man City were unlucky and they drew. Off day, like Manchester United. Exactly, we're having an off day. Anyway, I'm glad moving, you finally agree. Moving on from that, Arsenal got their first win under Unai Emery and they're going to challenge for the title, mate. You watch, yeah. they're going to come out of nowhere. <laughs> um, beating West Ham 3-1 at the Emirates. Great performance. I'm not going to lie, I don't know how they won. He's still on this. Still oh my on God. this. Their defence was absolutely shocking, Arsenal. Yeah, they, that's, I can't believe they um, it's even been got the, the same. result. That hasn't changed. They even got the result, which is so surprising. Against Manuel Pellegrini's West Ham, mind you. They weren't convincing at all in their win. No. Um, um, I think now they will... Obviously, the confidence will spur them on, but we'll see where they can go from here. Who knows? I mean, it's close, so... What was your take on Liverpool? Yeah, they scraped a win against Brighton Havalbian. Yeah, barely won. Yeah, barely not, won. not good enough for a team that they reckon they're competing for an EPR title. It's open, mate. No one, no one is playing well now. No team. It's still the start. Every team's had limited pre-season, some more than others. You know, some teams have had nine players away. Some teams have had only two. But it doesn't matter. Is that your excuse book over there? No, <laughs> no it's just, it is what it is. Well, it shows. Liverpool should be beating Brighton based on all the signings and everything that they've made and all the hype. But they've gotten around and they've, you know... Gotten over the line, which the is the question good. is for this season: Are they going to be massive pretenders, or are they actually? Are they gonna, always pretenders, mate. Are they, they going to last the course of the year? Is what I want to know. Very. It's fine to be beating these little minnow teams now. Barely I mean, beating them. Man, you slipped up. Man, City slipped up. Arsenal slipped up. But at the end, I'm sure they're all going to be clustered together. Like and Allison, nice what about pop. what about Allison's um little display? Regard. His oh, tricks. I don't know about that. You're a goalkeeper. You're coming out. <laughs> he nearly got look. caught on it once, and yeah. then he does that trick. I think oh, they're going to have to have a word to him, mate. Yeah. It's not suitable. Well, Klopp backed him, apparently. Well, we'll see. He did the right thing. I'll yeah. tell you what. Karius was made a joke of say? the uh, Champions League final for doing for just trying to catch a ball and it slipped. But what will be an even bigger joke is if Alisson runs out and gets caught out like that. Oh, well, we can only bigger. hope, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Chelsea... Have won three in a row now. Yes, they just beat fire. Newcastle two one. Yes, I wouldn't say on fire. Of course, you wouldn't. <laughs> um, well, they've they've been 
playing the most consistent. Maurizio Sarri's got an, on, them on his side, which is good. I, I think, all right, Sarri might have a small part to play, but Jorginho, mate, he's been the difference for them. Well, that's what you get, Consistency. mate. An Italian midfielder, mate. What he's, more do you want? He's Brazilian. Let's he's get Italian, it right. But, but in the game, he had 158 successful passes. Can you guess how many Newcastle had as a whole team? I've got no idea. How many? 300? 131 successful wow. passes. That's rubbish. So right? he's just dominated them. And then you take into account the 82% possession. That's This is why they won the game. But he controlled the whole game. This is what I'm saying. Maurizio Sarri's game plan from Napoli is exactly what Chelsea are doing now. They dominate the possession. They control the whole match. Yeah. right? And that's why they nearly beat Juve with the, with the average batch of money and players and whatever they had in comparison. But, mate, I tell you what, I don't know if they can win it, but... It's going to be a little bit tight after this. I want to see if they can beat someone big. I think they ended up. They'll end up finishing fourth or fifth, as when I when we did the. No, previews. you said they were outside the top four, not. Fourth yeah, I or said fifth. fifth Europa League. They were going to finish, but okay, you know, fourth or fifth, it's doable. Like if they keep going and you know continuing how they're going, that's obviously a chance they could even win it. Who knows? It's we'll going to be see. very close. I want to give a quick mention as well, just before we wrap up this EPL segment, to Watford, mate, who are on fire, remaining unbeaten. All right, they haven't versed anyone big, but Pereira for them is having a massive season, it seems, um, yep. firing in all, all these wonder goals, giving these assists out. Um, I really hope that in two weeks' time... <laughs> you you realise it's game week three, right? Like, calm down. Of course, but, you know, <laughs> they've done well. For a team that's always battling relegation... <laughs> Who's they, sort of who, have they played? who have they played? They've played no one, but my point That's is... That's right. So my who, point is job cares? done early. I guess. For relegation. Nine points already in the bag. I guess, yeah, that's good for them. You know, that's what I want to mention. But what do you game think week this, three, mate. What do you think this if, podcast is? We only mention the big teams. We take into account every team, all right? Hey, if after <laughs> ten games you're telling me they won eight, I'll be like, that's... Yeah, well, we'll see. That's quality. I don't know about but that, but... It's I'll, only game week three, so let's move on. Let's just forget everything that happened. Let's move on to the Bundesliga. Bundesliga back on the weekend. Yeah, some big results for the big clubs. Yeah, Bayern wins 3-1, and then Dortmund beat RB Leipzig 4-1, which I didn't expect. Yeah, massive result there yeah. for them. Good but start then, for uh, Bayern. Leverkusen yeah. losing 2-0 to Borussia Mönchengladbach. Yeah, well, we had Gladbach in our top fours. With Leverkusen as well. With Leverkusen too. Um, it's the first game, you know. I think they'll still surprise this season, as I said. Um, but we'll For see, me, we'll see it's over already, mate. You reckon? Yeah, Bayern's won it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bayern's won it. Yeah, Bayern's still going to win it. <laughs> After but, week one. <laughs> but, um, you know, they'll still show something, I think. Yeah. Uh, also, we'll move on to League One. Alon Zifon. Yeah, uh, PSG, you know, are flying with Cavani, Neymar, Mbappe, you know, getting on the score sheet with their 3 1. How good is that? Imagine looking at your team's score sheet, seeing all those three players scoring. What well, a gift. It's, it's not bad. What a gift I, I, to have. Yeah, it's pretty good. But no, that's it's a, great a gift. Mickey Mouse League anyway. doesn't matter about that, mate. I'm talking <laughs> about the team, not the league. We um, already know, you know, PSG and Dijon are on nine points, but we know there's no way in hell Dijon's going to challenge. Well, no one's going to challenge. PSG's have won it as well. That's right. All right, so it's time for... Fantor! When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut! So let's kick it off. Who's our first question from, Stefan? Our first question is from our first giveaway winner, Luke.Norman9. So it's great to see he's still interacting with the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Um, he wants to know our thoughts on Newcastle's tactics against Chelsea or any team playing defensively, letting a team attack them over and over. So basically, 
what we think about the game yeah. that happened between Newcastle and Chelsea, and are there any teams that are doing well with a defensive approach? Well, Newcastle, I don't know if they defended or they just couldn't get the ball off Chelsea. Really. I think they obviously set up a bit more compact. They were hard to break down. That, well, they were playing on the counter. Visually, yeah, so they did set up compact. Um, I'd say they're... And it's smart to do that against the bigger teams. And it nearly worked for them. I mean, Almost. Know. It was only 2-1. Yeah, um, so that, that was a good effort. But, but um, um, what other teams would we say defensively... With Wolves defensive played approach? like that against City yeah, and got a I, result. I think you could say that, yeah. So I'd probably say Wolves, Newcastle. Yeah. I mean, the re- the Premier League's all about attack and pace. So to set up defensively, I don't think it's the right move at all in the Premier League. Yeah, it's it's not the Italian league where you just sit and pass at the back. That's it. That's correct. It isn't. And fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> no offence to any um, Serie A viewers, <laughs> <laughs> but it's boring. Um, oh, what's go. our next question? Our next question is from Damiano.cnt. This guy sounds like a Serie A fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, you claim Mourinho deserves respect, but in the last eight years, he had arguably the best teams in the world and only managed to win one international trophy, the Europa League, while failing in the Champions League every year. Can you explain why you think he's the best coach in the league? Because I don't even think he makes it to the top ten in Europe. Whoa! <laughs> There's one for you. I don't know who this guy you, is, but, but he's a, he's a bit delusional there because who's better, who's better than him in the Premier League? Pep Guardiola hasn't challenged in the Champions League, you know, with while he's been at City. They've neither done nothing. Has, neither has Man United. We haven't either, right? But that's it. Doesn't matter. We've won the Europa League. You know? Oh wow! Well. <laughs> no, but he's talking about he's talking. Who not Emery won the Europa League three years in a row with Sevilla. Well, we're talking with their current team. Who's? Who, but you can't say that because then they just signed on as managers. Like Uno Emery. You what, just what read you the question out. I'm answering the guy's question. Yeah, all right. Answer it correctly, though. I am. All That's right, right. So give us your answer. That he does deserve the respect because he's the best Premier League manager at the moment right now, controlling any Premier League team. There's no one better. If you know Pep wins it this year and wins it next year, the Premier League and wins the Champions League, then you can probably say Pep's better than Mourinho. But we know that he's rubbish and that he's overrated. I tell you what. Okay, well that's your view. I tell you what. This question that he got the stats right is true about Mourinho. You know he's only won the Europa League. And that's it in the last ten years, you know. With well, the he won. Team. Well, that's wrong because he won the Premier League with Chelsea within the last eight years. So he's wrong. I don't know where Damiano's getting his stats. I think. Uh, look, I agree with Damiano. He's not the best manager. In the I think Premier time League. to move on. Rubbish question. No, no. I, I, want, I have to say my view. I think he's correct in the fact that Mourinho slipped behind now. He's no longer the best manager in the Premier League. It's Pep who's Guardiola. better. It's Pep Guardiola. And why is Pep Guardiola? How is he better? Then Mourinho. Look at their CVs, he's, mate. That's what you base it on, right? Their history, what they have on their resumes. Yep. He's still miles in front. Pep Guardiola has a lot of evolution left in him. He's younger. He's more okay, uh, but we're, adjusted that's to a right. modern style Maybe of at the end Mourinho of Pep's style. career, he'll be better. But at Hang the on moment, I'm talking now, about at the moment as well. It's Pep Guardiola for me. He's the manager on the rise. He's the manager that's going to break Mourinho's record. How can he be better record. if Mourinho's more successful? How can you say that he's better? I can say it just like I said that uh, Man United played well in a 3-0 loss to Tottenham Hotspur. It's like saying Mo Salah is better than Ronaldo because Mo Salah scored more goals last season than Ronaldo. But he didn't. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's your example. (laughs) And you're saying, oh, yeah, because Mo Salah is younger, Ronaldo's old, right? But I I think Pep Guardiola will be a far greater manager than Jose Mourinho. We're talking about right now, mate. I'm talking right now as well. But who's better right now? Pep Guardiola. I'd rather have Pep Guardiola than Mourinho. 
Mourinho for yeah. me, he stole... So you pick Salah over Ronaldo then based on no, your things? No, I'm saying his style of play is outdated Oops. now at the moment. So um, I think Pep Guardiola is the innovator, yeah. not Jose Mourinho. I don't know what you're basing it on, but anyway, you're just that's a your Man opinion. United fan. Thank you, everyone, for your fan talk questions, regardless of our answers. <laughs> um, you know, keep them coming, and that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, but let's move on to some big games coming up during the week. Um, in League One, we've got Lyon versus Nice. Yep. And Monaco versus Marseille. Wow, what a big Some big games is. there. Um, FFA Cup this Wednesday, the 29th of August. You know, we've got Melbourne City taking on Newcastle Jets. Yep, let's hope Daniel Jordeski hits a header in, mate, and celebrates and <laughs> yeah. goes nuts on Wednesday um, night. Go the Jets there. Ooh, yeah. And now, uh, what's going to be our game of the week next week? It'll be the uh, Monster Clash of Italy, AC Milan versus AS Roma. So the big team versus the little team. If you like to put it that way, The David you can. versus the Goliath, whereas Goliath Last wins this t- time. Okay, <laughs> we'll see, though. We'll, we'll see. see. Goliath won this morning. Tottenham Hotspur. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't wait to rip into Roma next week, mate. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, the Champions League also, the Champions League group Oh, I can't wait. I comes can't out, wait. Uh, this week. So tune in next week. You know, we'll go through the groups and give you who our tips and who we think will make it through. Yeah, also we have more big news that we told you about last week. So Andrew Duranto from the Wellington Phoenix, the captain of the mighty Wellington Phoenix, will be on our show next week. Yeah, huge. Can't wait to sit down and chat with him. Um, and, you know, that's it for today's show. You know, uh, another big thank you to Nabu for his uh, wonderful interview all the way from Japan. He's an absolute professional, humble person, just a superstar all around. Don't forget, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify and iTunes, all at Coach Killers Podcast. Follow, follow, follow. Yes, and just remember, you know, when you're on the toilet sitting there with your phone in your hand, <laughs> scrolling through social media, you know, just throw up a status saying, hey, go check out the Coach Killers Podcast or, you know, just share the content. I, I guarantee you won't regret it. But don't share what you are doing at the time. <laughs> no, no, don't share that. Um, but, you know, as always, you've been great and we've been the Coach Killers Podcast. Until next Next week, everyone. Jason Mourinho, get the sack. <laughs> uh, Run <rubbish. laughs>